0: Hello, and this is a new episode of American Poker Paris. In this new new episode of American Poker Paris, I will be talking about and explaining about why you might want to pay attention to the upcoming by Bi- up to Biden's upcoming first State of Union address that he is going to be doing next Tuesday at probably eight p.m. I believe so with a. Republican response following his speech. Starts spine later, too. So, uh, let's get started. I'm going to play three videos, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to analyze it and go over the history of it and really go into this. And this might be a long episode, so so stay here and stay listening, and, and I hope you enjoy it. It's a report
1: card, and it's a prognostication. It is the pro- It's a report card and it's a prognostication. It is the president saying this is what I would like to do in the coming year. The State of the Union is essentially a homework assignment from the framers of the Constitution to every president who has lived ever since. The Constitution tells them that they periodically must tell Congress how the country's doing if a president wants to lean hard to one side or hard to the other side, then you might see more political purpose in the State of the Union, although often it's just a general sense of let's move this direction. The whole thing is a huge pageant. The president comes walking in, escorted by members of the House and Senate. The Sergeant of Arms announces him and everybody stands and cheers. And there's quite a crowd there. Everyone has assigned seating right behind the president. You will find the speaker of the US House of Representatives and the president of the Senate, which will be the vice president of the United States. And then the two parties generally, generally stay on their side of the aisle. Although recently they've started sitting with each other to suggest that they can get along a little bit better than most of us think. You typically have the Supreme Court there, the Joint Chiefs of Staff are there representing the military, and the First Lady will also be there, usually with some sort of special guest in recent years that will illustrate some point the President is making. One of the coolest parts of the presidential address is always the missing cabinet member and figuring out who it's going to be. One member of the cabinet always has to be somewhere else in case something terrible happened. So presumably you could have the secretary of agriculture sitting somewhere thinking about hog futures and suddenly he's the president of the United States, which would be a huge shock to him. Since the 1960s, the opposition has also issued a response. That is someone selected by the opposing party to stand up and refute what the president said or say perhaps we have different ideas about how the government should be conducting itself and where we should be going in the coming year.
2: Okay,
0: on to our second video.
3: My fellow Americans, it's time again for the State of the Union Address. At the beginning of each year, the president heads to the U.S. Capitol to deliver his thoughts in what's usually the most watched and best attended political event of the year. Early on, presidents used to just send a written report to Congress, but Woodrow Wilson began the tradition of showing up and delivering his thoughts in person. On the evening of the speech, the president's driven up Pennsylvania Avenue from the White House to the Capitol, and when he arrives, he's escorted to the larger chamber that holds the House of Representatives. He's introduced by the House Sergeant at Arms. Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States. So with the president at the podium and the vice president and the Speaker of the House seated behind him, who are all these other people in the room? Well, let's take a look at the seating chart. Every member of the House and Senate squeezed together in the benches around the House chamber. Usually House lawmakers fill the middle and senators are seated on the outer edges. Democrats and Republicans typically divide along party lines with Republicans on the right and Democrats on the left. But in recent years, some lawmakers have buddied up with a member of the other party. There are no assigned seats, so at least a few members of Congress spend the entire day of the speech saving themselves a seat along the center aisle of the House chamber. They want to make sure to get seen on tv shaking the hand of the president as he enters and they might also want to give him a piece of their mind the most frequent seat squatters are congressman elliott engel of new york congresswoman sheila jackson lee of texas down in front they'll set up some extra seats for the president's cabinet members of the supreme court and the joint chiefs of staff at least one cabinet secretary will not be in attendance that person's called the designated survivor and is told to stay away, just in case of a major disaster. We must keep the promises we've already made. There's also a lot of theater that goes on during the speech itself. Reporters and pundits will be counting each of the rounds of applause and paying close attention to parts of the speech that elicit bipartisan approval. And where does the First Lady factor in all of this? Well, up in the balcony, she's usually sitting with invited guests. They're nicknamed Skutnik. After Lenny Skutnik, who in January 1982 jumped into the icy Potomac River to help rescue victims of the Air Florida crash. Just a few days later, President Reagan was inspired and invited Scutnik to sit with Nancy Reagan. And ever since, the First Lady has sat with other everyday heroes, members of the military, sports stars, and foreign leaders.
0: Okay, one more video.
3: Of
4: the disastrous Obamacare, State of the Union addresses can be a type of partisan Pilates for some. For others, it can be a direct ticket to becoming an internet meme. Behind many of these reactions is a careful calculation, and we break it down. You won't find many Democrats jumping out of their seats for President Trump. Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia is the exception. He's sitting right in the front, and that's likely not a coincidence. Here he is again applauding Trump's jab at those who kneel for the national anthem. And again, after Trump mentions rising wages. It's a re-election year for Manchin, and he's in a state that overwhelmingly voted for Trump. Now he's apparently showing support for a president from the opposing party. Let's go to the other side of the aisle.
2: We repealed the core of the disastrous Obamacare. The individual mandate is now
4: gone. Did you catch that? Overwhelming excitement, except for Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. Last summer, Murkowski played a key role to squash efforts to repeal the Affordable Care Act. Working with the Senate, we are appointing judges who will interpret
2: The Constitution, as written, including a great new Supreme
4: Court justice. President Trump threw a compliment right at Neil Gorsuch, but he didn't take the bait. In the history of our country. Did you notice who stood? Senator Joe Manchin. But. Justices must make careful and largely coordinated choices about what statements are uncontroversial enough to warrant applause. We can achieve absolutely anything.
2: America is grieving for you. Kenton Stacy would have died if it were not for Justin's selfless love.
4: Another group that attempts to play it down the middle, the military officials. Like the justices, they must decide what is partisan platitude and what is not.
2: And I will not stop until our veterans are properly taken care of, which has been my promise to them from the very beginning of this great journey. We must modernize and rebuild our nuclear arsenal, hopefully never having to use it, but making it so strong and so powerful that it will deter any acts of aggression by any other nation or anyone else.
4: Watch as they hesitate that the coalition
2: to defeat ISIS has liberated very close to 100% of the territory. <clears throat> to
4: clap or not to clap?
0: <laughs> OK, one more thing, I promise.
5: Are expected to watch President Obama's State of the Union speech. And while much is often made about what the president will say, in the minutes leading up to the big speech, the country fixates on the pageantry of the event. All eyes locked on those big wooden doors, waiting for that grand entrance. Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States. Yes. For 17 years, Wilson Livingood held the distinguished duty of introducing the president. The president. The first president he introduced was Bill Clinton. He announced George W. Bush and President Obama. Because I
2: was concerned, even though it's only eight words, you know, Mr. Speaker, President of the United States, um, I wrote it on a piece of paper and I kept it in my hand. The next year, I wrote on a piece of paper and kept it in my pocket.
5: A big moment for the president and a big moment for this sergeant at arms. He reveals this short moment Uh, took days and days of of practice.
2: Practice in my office, practice at home, practice in the car, because I didn't want to get that wrong.
5: After 17 years as sergeant at arms and 33 with the Secret Service, Good has passed the baton. Tuesday, sergeant at arms Paul Irving will make the announcement. Renee
0: see- Okay, so that's just a, a bunch of audio. Uh, and you can look up on YouTube State of Union address or anything related to State of Union. So, let's get to it. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the news article. Maybe, I I don't know. Uh, so. Here's. Okay, so let's read. Seeing an article, uh, I think it was maybe it was. Let's see, okay, it was saying all. Uh, where is it? All members of Congress will be invited to attend the State of the Union in person. All members of Congress will be invited to to President Joe Biden's State of the Union address on March 1st, according to the House Sergeant Arms, Megan return to full House chamber. After last year's socially distant speech. According to Senate, House Sergeant Arms William Walker wrote Thursday that there will be coronavirus safety measures in place during the address, including mandatory N95 mask wearing and a negative COVID test. He added that after consultations with the House physician, it was decided that testing is required for all state Union attendees, including members of Congress, invited press, and any staff purpose Any staff person who will be in close close contact with principal attendees in his in his support staff role. Memo memo also states completion of SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus vaccination, including booster vaccine, is strongly recommended at least two weeks prior to the event. CNN reported that in May 2021, that Congressional Democrats have 100% COVID-19 vaccination rate, significantly out. The Republican counterparts at the time. In Washington, D.C., where the speech has taken place, the city's mask mandate is scheduled to, scheduled to expire on March 1st, the day of Biden's first State of the Union address. But the city's rule changes, changes do not apply to federal buildings such as the Capitol, where masks are still required. The decision comes after Biden's first speech to a joint session of Congress in. 2021 was only attended by 200 people in the House chamber instead of the use of 535 members of Congress, Supreme Court justices, members of administration, and guests. Attendance in the chamber was limited due to the COVID 19 pandemic. During, During the joint address, Biden stood in front of Vice President Kamala Harris and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who were both masked. While seats for the address are in demand in a normal year, last year's speech had, had far fewer attendees who were dis- distanced several chairs apart. Biden's upcoming address will take place shortly after the president is suspected to announce his Supreme Court nominee. It's also taking place amid concerns about the state of the economic recovery and warnings of a potential Russian inv- invasion of Ukraine. Leaving the Democratic caucus lunch on Capitol Hill earlier, there's the White House Chief of Staff Ron Klein, said there's a lot of enthusiasm, enthusiasm in that room, and I think people are looking forward to a State of Union. Klain, Klain looked, laid out for, for senators what they can expect to hear from by the State of Union a speech and promised there would be some good surprises in his, some good surprises in his remarks. One thing, uh, one thing, Clinton said Biden is planning to discuss in his speech was the issue of dark money per one senator. Okay, so let's so I discuss. I gave you three. I gave you at least four videos to discuss for this whole the whole issue of what of what a state union address is and the whole understanding of it and the survival surviving all it. So now I'm going to go into history of it. So let's go with let's go with state uh let's go with history.house.gov, which is by the ha- House of Representatives, I believe. So state of the union address. Including President Donald J. Trump Trump's 2020 address, there have been a to- total of 97 in-person annual messages slash State of Union addresses. Since since President Woodrow Wilson's 1913 address, there have been a total of 85 in-person addresses. In 1945, President Franklin Roosevelt's address was read to a joint session of the House and Senate. Since the President did not deliver the address, it did not count as an in-person address. Origins and authorisa- Authorization. The former basis for the State of Union address is form is formed for U.S. Constitution. Quote the pr- or it says here the president quote shall from time to time give to the Congress information of the state of Union and recommend to the Constitution recommend to recommend to their consideration such measures as. He shall judge necessary and expedient. Article three, Section 1, or Article 3, Article 2, Section 3, Clause 1. The constitutionally mandated presidential message has gone through a few name changes. It was formerly known as the annual, annual message from 1790 to 1946. And then it began to be informally called the State of Union ad- Message/Address from 1942 to 1919 19, to 1946. And then, since 1947, it has officially been known as the State of the Union Address. Earlier, earlier, according to the website. Earlier annual messages of the present included agency budget requests and general reports on the health econo- of, econo- of the economy. During, during the 20th century, Congress required more specialized r- reports on these two aspects. Separate from annual messages, budget so budget measure required by National Budget and Accounting Act of, 19- of 1921 forty two stat twenty to be delivered to Congress no more than two weeks after Congress convenes in January. Economic report required by the Econ- Employment Act of nineteen forty six with a flexible delivery date. Over time as messages as message content uh changed, the focus of the State of Union also changed. In the nineteenth century, the annual message was both a lengthy administrative report on affairs to Permit's of executive branch in a budget and e- economic message. After 1913, when Will, Woodrow Wilson revived the practice of presenting for message to Congress in person, it became a pr- platform for the president, for president to rally support versus agenda. Techno- technological changes. Radio, television, and the internet further developed the state of Union into a form that were present to speak directly to the people, to American people. And then technological change. Uh, the first radio broadcast of message, present Cal- Calvin Coolidge 1923. The first television broadcast of a message was present President Harry Truman, 1947. First, televised evening del- delivery of message, President Lyndon Johnson, 1965. First, live webcast on internet was President George W. Bush, 2002. The first high-definition television broadcast of message was President George W. Bush, 2004. The record holders... Uh, let's see. The longest was President James O. Carter, Carter, or Jimmy Carter, 30, 33,667 words in 1981 written. And the present, President William J. Clinton, or Bill Clinton, nine thousand nine thousand. 9,000. 190 words in 1995, but spoken for shortest was President George Washington, our first president of America, 1790, 1,089 words. Average length, 19th century, was about 10,000 words. Late 20th century, about 5,000 words. Most messages slash addresses given Uh. President Franklin rose about 12 because 10 were personal appearances before Congress. Viewers' messages slash addresses given. President Zachary Taylor one, President William Henry Harrison, zero. And President James A. Garfield, zero. So that's just a little bit about the State of Union address. Okay, so that's just a little bit about the State of Union. So now I'm going to give the real history according to the Congressional Research Service, inform- which is apparently informing the legislative debate since 1914. It's titled The History, Evolution, and Practices of the President's State of Union Address. Frequently asked questions. It was updated April 27, 2021. Summary. The State of Unit Address is a communication from President to Congress in which the chief executive reports on the current condition of the United States and provides policy p- proposals for upcoming legislative year. The address originates in the Constitution, Article two, Section thirty, Clause one, which requires that the president, president shall from time to time give to Congress information for, of the state of the Union and recommend to the consideration such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient. Over time, the State of the Union Address has evolved considerably. The President's State of the Union Address was known as the President's Annual Message to Congress well until well into the 20th century. Presidents George Washington and John Adams delivered their messages to Congress in person, but J- President Thomas Jefferson abandoned the practice as monoclonal and time-consuming, sending written messages instead. This president were Precedent was followed until President Woodrow Wilson personally appeared before Congress in 1913. President Franklin Roosevelt adopted Wilson's practice of personal delivery, and, and it has since become a contra- contemporary tradition. With the advent of radio, 1923 television, 1947, and live webcast 2002, Coverage of the address it has gained greater importance by by providing a nationwide pr- platform for the present president. In recent presidencies, the State of Union address typ- typically is delivered by the president at a joint session session of Congress on an evening in late January or early February. Some presidents, however, have chosen not to deliver a State of Union address in January of the departure from office or their year or the year they were inaugurated. Since 1981, presidents have addressed a joint session of Congress closely following the inauguration but not as an official state union address. As the address is now broadcast and webcast to a primetime national and international audience, it serves several functions. As a report to Congress and the and the nation on national conditions as a platform to announce and rally support for the President's legislative agenda, agenda for uh, for the coming year, and as a unique opportunity for Chief Executive to convey a vision for a nation to Congress and the American people, to ensure continuity of government, one cabinet of, of officer, and in more recent years, selected, selected members of Congress are absent from the capital. Denver address. The support takes performance of answers to frequently asked questions about the state of union address. So, what is uh? The, what is the state of union address? Which is what I was, uh, which is one of the questions I was going to add add to this to this episode. The state of union address, is, as I've already said, uh. Let's see. It is a communication from president, president of the United States to Congress in the nation in which the Chief Executive reports on the general state of affairs in, in the United States, provides an assessment of key issues impacting conditions in the country, recommends a legislative program for the coming session of Congress, and frequently presents a vision for the future. In contemporary practice is their State of Union Address of Year. The past six presidents have chosen not to give an official State of Union Address this the year they were first inaugurated. Having just previously delivered an inaugural address in each instance, uh, the first speech to to a joint session of Congress closely followed for inauguration but not, was not officially categorized as a, quote, state of union message, quote. For example, President Donald Trump's 2017 address was entitled address before a joint session of, con- of the Congress. President jo- Joseph Biden is scheduled to, is scheduled to joint address, he already did, this was last year's, this, was, this must have been, uh, this was published last year, President Joe, Joe Biden w- was scheduled to address a joint session of Congress on April 28, 2021, which he already did. Some recent presidents have also preferred to n- not to deliver a state union address immediately prior to the departure from office, although several have given farewell addresses. President Dwight Eisenhower's farewell message broadcast to the nation on January 17, 1961 became famous for its warning against the military-industrial complex. Nevertheless, occasionally outgoing and incoming presidents have given successive State of Union addresses within weeks of each other. President Harry Truman's final message delivered in printed form to Congress on January January 7, 1953 was closely followed by President Eisenhower's first message, delivered in person at the Capitol on February Second, 1953. What precautions are taken at the address to ass- assure security, continuity of government, and to accommodate pandemic control protocols? Customarily, one member of the President's cabinet, commonly known as a designated survivor, does not attend. This precaution is is taken to provide current. Connect- continuity of the presidency in the uh an event a ca- ca- catastrophe catastrophe or a catastrophe were to result in the death or, or disablement of the president the vice president and other officials in the line of president or gather in the house chamber. In recent years, selected members of Congress were also absent from the Capitol Dome address. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, for the, for the April 2021 joint session, apparently there would be there were there was limited number of members of Congress in the House chamber. Some members will be seated and were seated in the House gallery to meet social distancing protocols. The event was, des- was designated as a national special security event. What section of the Constitution is the form of business for the state of Union address to Congress? As we already said, but repeat again, Article 2, Section 30, Clause 1 of the United States Constitution refers to President state of Union message, stating that the pres- President shall from time to time give to the Congress information of the state of union and recommend to the consideration such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient. Uh, We already talked about who gave the first state of union address and what was the early practice, so we'll skip that one. Uh, When and where does the ceremony take place? The annual message was delivered in December or shortly before until the 20th cent. 20th, 20th Amendment was ratified in 1933, which changed the opening time for congressional sessions. Since 1934, messages have been delivered on a range of dates between January and February of each year. Before the Capitol moved to Washington, D.C., the annual message was often delivered in Senate chamber in New York and Philadelphia until. Eighteen hundred. The first annual message to be given in the new Capitol building in Washington D.C. was in eighteen hundred by President John Adams. The State of the Union address is now customarily delivered in the at the Capitol in the House of Chamber in the Chamber of the House of Representatives before a joint session of both House houses of Congress. Uh, let's see. We talked about has any president not president not delivered message or address has a, has any has an address ever been delayed two presidents did not presidents did not serve long enough to submit an annual message william henry harrison who died of an acute illness on april fourth eighteen forty one thirty two days after his inauguration and james garfield who served one hundred ninety-one hundred and ninety-nine hundred and ninety nine days before days and was assassinate, assassinated assassinated in 1881. The State Reunion Address was previously delayed on at least two known occasions in recent history. On January 28, 1986, the Challenger explosion claimed the lives of seven astronauts and stunned the nation. President Reagan's fifth State Reunion Address had been scheduled for that same evening, but after discussion with White House aides and congressional leaders, the speech was proposed, was postponed for a week. In a letter and in a, and a letter dated January third, twenty 2019, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi invited President Trump to address a joint session of Congress to deliver the State of the Union address. On January sixteenth, speak, Speaker Pelosi again wrote to President Trump and suggested that the speech be delayed or submitted in writing due to security concerns arising from a continuing p- partial government shutdown, which had begun on December 22, 2018. Two more letters were exchanged during the partial shutdown, both dated January 23, 2019, in which President Trump initially objected to a proposal to, propo- to postpone, and Speaker Pelosi re- responded that the House of Representatives would not consider a concurrent resolution author's Authorizing the, or approving, approving the President's address in the House chamber until the government reopened. After partial government shutdown ended, Speaker Pelosi wrote to President Trump on January 28, 2019, and referenced a con- conversation between the Speaker and the President about a mutual agreement to set the date for the address to be delivered before a joint session of Congress, the House chamber, on j- February. Fifth, twenty nineteen. Uh, how many? How have advances in technology affected the address? Advances in technology have dramatically affected format, audience, and impact. Impact of address. President Calvin Coolidge delivered first annual message by radio broadcast in nineteen twenty three. President Truman's 1947 State of the Union message was the first to be broadcast by television. Free airtime for President's message and opposition response is currently provided as a public service by Commissioner, Public Broadcast, and Cable Networks. President George W. Bush's 2002 address was the first to be streamed live from the White House website. In his 2013 address, President Obama's administration produced an enhanced broadcast that included infographics that accompanied his remarks. Social media has also served in as, a, as an increasingly important platform in connecting audiences with the address, culminating most recently in President Trump's 2020 remarks January, January generating million social media interactions across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, commanding a steadily growing audience of, of listeners and viewers A successive presidents learned to use vocation as an appeal to the nation. The message evolved from being a report to Congress to a direct address to American people, a platform from which the president announced, explained, promoted his legislative agenda. For for the coming year, in 1965, Lyndon Johnson changed the time of his address from the traditional mid-afternoon to nine o'clock p.m. to better attract the largest number of television viewers. The message traditionally draws a larger audience. President Obama averaged 30, 38.8 million television viewers over the eight addresses he made. Largest audience. Recorded in recent years were sixty-six point nine million for President Clinton's nineteen ninety-three address to the Joint Sessions of Congress, not officially a State of Union address. Whereas President Obama's twenty sixteen address attracted the fewest viewers in recent times at thirty-one point three million. Who is invited to a state union address is another question. Traditionally, members of House and Senate are invited, along with the President's Cabinet, except with the exception of one planned absentee Cabinet member, who is who is appointed as the designated survivor, Vice President, Joint Chiefs of Staff, Justices of the Supreme, U.S. Supreme Court, former members of Congress, and members of a diplomatic corps seating seating in the House Gallery is for ticket holders only, and is coordinated at, by the Sergeant at, at Arms of the House. Uh when did the tradition of acknowledging guests sitting in the ha- House Gallery begin? The Chief Executive frequently invites guests who have distinguished distinguished themselves in some field of service or in to be a personal guest in the gallery. President Ronald Reagan began for tradition in in, in 1982 by acknowledging Lenny Skutnik, Skutnik in a speech. Since then, most State of the Union addresses have included the direct mention of at least one presidential guest who was in attendance. Pre- presidential speechwriters often, re- often refer to these guests as Lenny Skutnik. Scott Nix Nick, Scott Usually, the achievements of, or programs of for which the president publicly salutes these guests also serve to underscore the major, some major element of, miss, of the message. Some guests have included civil rights pioneer Rose Parks, former president of Afghanistan, Hamid MBS NBA star and humanitarian... Uh... Dr. Kimby former Treasury Secretary and Senator Lloyd Benson, Benson, baseball great Henry, Henry Hank Aaron, and numerous military service members and veterans. Uh, what are the origins of the opposition response? In 1966, 1966 Senator Everett Dirksen, D- Dirksen and Representative Jared Ford, made a televised joint res- Republican response to President Lyndon Johnson's message. A practice that has since became a regular feature and is usually broadcast shortly after a President has completed his remarks. format for opposition response varies, but, but it usually includes remarks by one or more party li- party leaders, almost always senators, representatives, or state governors. Who are nationally known or generally considered to be promising emerging political figures? Let's see if there's any more. So, history dot com says uh, just top the introduction of the article by Sarah Pruitt. Uh, published, I think it was updated like twenty twenty. But it was published on 2019. It talks about the introdu- introduction. says these days, the State of Union, the yearly speech by the U.S. president in front of the two houses of Congress, given his view on the state of the nation and his legislative latest goals for a year, is as familiar as familiar familiar a winter tradition as failing New-, New New Year's resolution in playoff football but throughout but though its roots go all the way back to nation's founding the state of union as we know it, it is a thoroughly modern tradition let's see what uh Okay, so now, I'm gonna play some of, I guess, on Wikipedia, which, I know, it's hard to believe Wikipedia's that great a source, but, uh, no, so let's go YouTube, so hold on. Okay so and so now I'm going to play the just a tiny part of when President Reagan's 1988 State of the Union speech from 1988 and then I'm going to analyze all that State Union in Evan. Let's get to it.
6: I have privilege and the distinct honor of presenting to you the President of the United States. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Speaker, President, distinguished members of the House and Senate, when we first met here seven years ago, many of us for the first time, it was with the hope of beginning something new for America. We meet here tonight in this historic chamber to continue that work. If anyone expects just a proud recitation of the accomplishments of my administration, I say let's leave that to history. We're not finished yet. So, My message to you tonight is put on your work shoes. We're still on the job. History records the power of the ideas that brought us here those seven years ago, ideas like the individual's right to reach as far and as high as his or her talents will permit, the free market as an engine of economic progress, and as an ancient Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu said, govern a great nation as you would cook a small fish, do not overdo it. these ideas were part of a larger notion a vision if you will of america herself an america not only rich in opportunity for the individual but an america to strong families and vibrant neighborhoods an america whose divergent but harmonizing communities were a reflection of a deeper community of values the value of work of family of religion and to the love of freedom that God places in each of us and whose defense he is entrusted in a special way to this nation. All of this was made possible by an idea I spoke of when Mr. Gorbachev was here.
0: Okay, let's watch one of Lyndon B. John Sibley from the library. Good play.
6: In the honor, in presenting to you the President of the United States
0: watch uh president obama's i
7: have the hot
0: in 2011 though this is
7: Speaker, Mr. Vice President, members of Congress, distinguished guests, and fellow Americans. Tonight, I want to begin by congratulating the men and women of the 112th Congress, as well as your new speaker, John Boehner. As we mark this occasion, we're also mindful of the empty chair in this chamber, and we pray for the health of our colleague and our friend, Gabby Giffords. It's no secret that those of us here tonight have had our differences over the last two years. The debates have been contentious. We have fought fiercely for our beliefs. And that's a good thing. That's what a robust democracy demands. That's what helps set us apart as a nation. there's a reason the tragedy in tucson gave us pause amid all the noise and passion and rancor of our public debate tucson reminded us that no matter who we are or where we come from each of us is a part of something greater something more consequential than party or political preference we are part of the american family We believe that in a country where every race and faith and point of view can be found, we are still bound together as one people. That we share common hopes and a common creed. That the dreams of a little girl in Tucson are not so different than those of our own children. That they all deserve the chance to be fulfilled. That too is what sets us apart as a nation. Recognition won't usher in a new be determined Not by whether we can sit together tonight, but whether we can work together tomorrow. I believe we can and I believe we must. That's what the people who sent us here expect of us. With their votes, they've determined that governing will now be a shared responsibility between parties. New laws will only pass with support from Democrats and Republicans. We will move forward together or not at all for the challenges we face are bigger than party and bigger than politics. At stake right now is not who wins the next election. After all, we just had an election. At stake is whether new jobs and industries take root in this country or somewhere else.
0: Uh, let's see. Okay, I'm going to try and get into President Trump's first speech or one of his state unions.
2: These reforms will also support our response to the terrible... I am thrilled to report to you tonight that our economy is the best it has ever been. Our military is completely rebuilt with its power being unmatched anywhere in the world and it's not even close. Our borders are secure, our families are flourishing, our values are renewed. Our pride is restored, and for all of these reasons I say to the people of our great country and to the members of Congress, the state of our union is stronger than ever before. I will lay out this evening demonstrates how we are building the world's most prosperous and inclusive society, one where every citizen can join in America's unparalleled success, and where every community can take part in America's extraordinary rise. From the instant I took office, I moved rapidly to revive the U.S. economy, slashing a record number of job-killing regulations, enacting historic and billion dollars and the number of allies meeting their minimum obligations has more than doubled. And just weeks ago, for the first-
7: That's a reminder as well, that the
8: pandemic so different here on Capitol Hill is kind of how quiet it is. Usually in the beginning of the day, uh, lawmakers stake out spots early. Uh, they try to save seats close to the aisle to get a glimpse or uh, perhaps a tunnel. First
2: Lady
8: and her husband, Second Gentleman, Chief Justice, Members of the United States Congress and the Cabinet, distinguished guests, my fellow Americans. While the uh, setting tonight is familiar, this gathering is just a little bit different a reminder of the extraordinary times we're in. Throughout our history, presidents have come to this chamber to speak to Congress, to the nation, and to the world, to declare war, to celebrate peace, to announce new plans and possibilities. Tonight, I come to talk about crisis and opportunity, about rebuilding the nation, revitalizing our democracy, and winning the future for America. I stand here tonight, one day shy of the hundredth day of my administration, hundred days since I took the oath of office and lifted my hand off our family Bible and inherited a nation we all did that was in crisis. The worst pandemic in a century, the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression,
0: Okay, so let's see what else I can find for state unions. This one is President Nixon he
6: Honor of presenting to you the President of the United States.
7: Mr. Speaker, Mr. President,
1: my colleagues in the Congress, our distinguished guests, and my fellow Americans.
0: Okay, so let's get back. So I just played like these three or four or five videos of different U.S. presidents, including Biden, speaking during a joint session of Congress or a a, uh, a state reunion address. Went from Obama to Trump to from Reagan to Obama to Trump to to President Biden's joint session of Congress last year to Richard Nits- Richard Nixon speaking. So let's get to let's get to a scene article about who who will be giving the opposition response. So I uh we I just had a story. Let's see. Okay, so it says here from the hill. Today, it was published today, the twenty second of of February. Iowa Governor Reynolds gave GOP response to the Biden State Unit Address. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds will deliver Republican response to President Biden's State of the Union Address next week. The top party leaders of the House and Senate announced today announced. Today. House Minority Lead Kevin McCarthy and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell cited Renard's, Kim Reynolds' handling of COVID 19 pandemic and signaling signing of a law that prohibits schools from teaching critical race theory, stemming the legacy of slavery in American society. Both hot button cultural issues for GOP is making a central part of its campaign platform heading into this year's midterm elections. Quote, she kept kids in school and quicker race theory out, McCarthy said. Reynolds' remarks would be aired on national television following Biden's speech, which is set to begin shortly after 9 p.m. Eastern next Tuesday night. So March March 1st would be Biden's State of the Union address with Kim Reynolds' remarks following. Quote, the Biden... The Biden administration is governing from, from the far left, ignoring the problems of working class Americans while pushing an an agenda that serves free speech, free thought, and economic freedom. For American people have had enough and but there's an alternative and that's what I look forward to sharing on Tuesday evening. Reynolds said in a statement. She has served as as Iowa governor since 2017, was the first woman elected to a position. Reynolds announced earlier this month that she would end the public health disaster proclamations that had been in place for Iowa since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic two years ago. She long... Uh, let's get to... She's controversial about because of her handling of COVID-19 pandemic and everything. But, uh, let's see. Biden's state of the unit address will have numerous COVID-19 health Health protocols in place for all attendees. All members of Congress can attend, but they cannot bring guests to the same gallery like they could before the pandemic. In addition, a notice from House Sergeant Arms last week emphasized that all attendees have will have to wear KN95 or KN95 masks at all times, present a co- negative COVID 19 test for entry. Senator Tom Tim Scott, South Carolina, the only Black GOP senator. The liberal party's response to Biden's address last year to a joint session of Congress. So Kim, Reynolds of the Iowa governor is giving us, is giving the opposition or the GOP's response to Biden's State of Union next next Tuesday, following his following Biden, Biden, following President Biden's State of Union. So that will be important to watch Tuesday night. So let's get let's get to let's get to anal- analyzing it in real time. So as you know, the state of Union is for a president to lay out his his legislative agenda and what he has done, what has his administration done, what has the Congress done in the past year and a half or since he's taken office. What are what what is he gonna do? What what should he what is what is he like what is he, what is he, what is he Recommending that Congress do in the next session of Congress, what will what will his priorities be? Is what he lays out tends tends to lay out in his an address. And this is significant because this is like a Super Bowl Super Bowl up in politics because it's like it's like trying to see oh what what does what do people stand stand up and applaud for and it's also interesting to see how how many times people like the speaker what the speaker and the vice president what their faces do or since for masks now you can't really see it like you used to with Boehner and Biden, like when Obama used to be president. I remember that a lot. But uh now it's harder to just tell what the what the people behind the president, the vice president and the speaker of the house are are like their hands gestures and their faces are doing but it's significant because it's what the president is trying to deliver to American people and to the audience which is which is any cabinet member uh, of any cabinet member that you chief the joint Chiefs of staff the military the Congress Senate which includes the House of Representatives members and senators, and conclude any guests up in the balcony for First Lady for for the second the what do you got? Vice President's second second uh second man in command, I think, or whatever you call it uh like for like the vice president like vice president's wife or now husband and Every now it's like gas certain gas and every special gas and everything and it's just really a unique time to watch the president deliver in real time and just to, to see what's in the future for him or her mainly him and as the leader of of the United States of America because believe it or not these tend to be these tend to be big. But for people who don't normally pay attention to politics. And from my, from my understanding. And you have to understand the verse. In case something were to, be, to happen at the state union. There's always one cabinet member that is called the Destiny Survivor. And they are always, they're always uh, hidden. Or they're always taken to a secure place somewhere out in the country. Somewhere in the United States. That is far, far, far away from D.C. Or maybe at a complex in some way. I don't know. That's just my understanding. because I watched first sh- there used to be a show called Desmond Survivor* that started out on ABC and then went to Netflix. I only had like two or three seasons, and it was called Desmond Survivor*. It had it featured Don Keith for Southland and some of the famous actors like Kyle Penn, I think. And it was great because it talked about what would happen if a if, if a personal survivor actually became president and everything later to it and it, it just pu- put a, a, a unique role play- on uh what would happen if somebody from the cabinet actually became president. so check that show out I don't think it has any more seasons coming out any ever since me it it's last episode man but I still I think this is gonna be interesting uh state of union address with all members hopefully all members of Congress will be attending. I doubt every member of the Republican Party in at least Republican House of Representatives members will be attending. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene, she might not I'm guessing she might not she might might not attend. Or people that don't like Biden, if they will attend they're probably gonna they're probably gonna chant let's go Brandon because and then the House Speaker will, will use her gather to make sure to make sure that, it's, that there's actually no commotion, no noises going on when President Biden is speaking during this upcoming, during the State of Union address that Biden is trying to speak at. I bet you. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure how this is going to play out, but it will be an a... So it these state meetings are always offensive. Like the ones, like President Trump's last state of union address, I believe in 2020, when at the end of it, before like when he was finished speaking, Nancy Pelosi just tore, whipped her copy of his speech like he gave her, whipped it apart, and everyone was talking about it, and it was big and controversial, and she probably did it because of a lot of reasons, because she hated him, and for political ambitions, and a lot of other reasons behind it, but, and the opposition response is interesting, because it's like, people that are big in politics, or the upcoming leaders, or the current leaders, and state, state senators, uh, house representatives, like members, or, uh, governors, or other, Government officials, and it's always people interesting that you you never expect, but are big names. So they could have had they could have had, I would say this of of Republican leaders who chose Kim Reynolds. They could have had get, they could have had a uh, words for Governor of Texas, uh, Greg Abbott or the Governor of Florida Ron DeSantis. They could have had them one of them to. Do it, but I would say they did a good job with choosing the the the, uh, le- the governor who, a government official in in the United States who's going to do the GOP opposition response, which is Kim Reynolds, the Iowa go- governor of Iowa. But this this is pretty cool thing to talk about because I feel like I've seen I personally have seen I personally not seen been seen like a state unit in person, but I've watched a lot of state unions over my over my years in my life. And it's pretty cool, like if you understand if you just watch it, because the introduction with Sergeant the House Sergeant Arms will be Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States, and then everybody claps and they all and they all want wait we all wait for him to Go up the aisle and the major aisle, the big aisle, and up to leading to the podium where the speaker presides normally would preside over over Congress would normally preside over House chamber, and they all clap and wait for him for President of the United States to go up to the podium and ask for President walks up the aisle he normally would uh, would greet. Certain members of Congress that are there, or that just are waiting for to, to shake his hand and everything. Such so a lot. It's like a. It's like the Super Bowl, but in politics, politics, big version of a Super Bowl, of a football Super Bowl. So it's interesting that aspect, and I. So, yes, it's a big event in politics. Okay, so this. So, uh, overall, a presidential state of the U.S. presidential state of Union address, especially to to tell our country and Congress, what is what is in the in the next year and a half, uh, go, what is going on, and what they want to happen, what they want what they want their administration, what the president want his president wants the his administration to do. What's upcoming in legislative wise and everything going on in the country and around the world, and everything? It's a lot to unpack, but it's it can be a mess and it can be a lot to watch in one night. But I uh, trust me, it's a fun thing to watch, even if you're not a fan of a pr- U.S. president, you should watch it definitely. And for sure, I mean, I've watched Obama, i watched Trump, i watched. Uh, Biden's joint session of Congress last year. So, this will be uh, Biden's first official State of Union address, hopefully to the full Congress to, and next week, uh, March 1st, 2022. So, thank you for tuning, tuning into this episode of American Political Paradise. I hope you pay, atten- t- pay attention to... I hope you watch. uh Tune in to Biden's uh, first official State of the Union address next Tuesday night at 9 p.m. on any cable network, n- news network you watch in the U.S. or anywhere you may be able to find it. If you live outside of the U.S. or if you because if you may listen to poc- this podcast outside of the U.S., then you may be able to find it somewhere else. But I'm not sure about that. But uh, remember, this podcast is always about teaching you what for everything there is to know about politics and about keeping you up with news, with latest news, political news headlines and stories and scandals and controversies. And I'm always going to hate you. I'm always going to not hate you, but I'm uh, always going to throw you with the hard, hard, hard truths about politics. Even that even though some people might not like it I will I'll strive for truth and nothing but for truth and I hope that if I get something wrong I can correct it later on and or I can be up I can be honest about it and I will I'm not perfect but I try to strive for for a decent podcast a, a decent political podcast where where I strive to be nonpartisan as much as I can. So thank you for tuning into this episode of American Play Preparedness. If you like it, then please rate it on Spotify or publish a or give it this podcast podcast a review on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, uh pay attention to news if you feel if you feel the need to. Thank you.